Sunday morning. It is so good to be together. Yeah, I love it. So first Saturday of the month, uh, can you believe it's February? I, I don't want to say it. It's going to be February, guys. So the first Saturday of the month, we have what? Does anyone know? <laughs> men's breakfast. There we go. I call it pancakes with the guys. Uh, some people call it men's breakfast. Uh, however you uh, label that time, 8 a.m., Saturday morning, the first Saturday of each month inside the Fellowship Hall, uh, the men of the church gather together, uh, gather around the griddle to make pancakes, eggs, uh, all the good stuff, and then around table to just be together, to fellowship, and then to join uh, one another in a time of uh, devotional and sharing and prayer. So that's a great time. So men, uh, we invite you to that the first Saturday of each month at 8 a.m. Uh, we also have coming up, uh, speaking of congregational events and fellowship. We have our congregational meeting. This year, everyone's worked really hard on putting together uh, fantastic annual reports that just really speak truth into what ministry has looked like here at Grace in 2023. So it is so good to be together here as a church on that Sunday. So I really want to encourage you uh, to come on February 4th, to come to the congregational meeting, to share in the congregational life of the church. And we'll also have a, um, I believe, a vote on a change of our bylaws, just simply updating our bylaws to uh, 2024. It will allow for uh, things like electronic communication, uh, meetings online, and a bunch of other uh, just kind of wording changes and different things we needed to do in our bylaws. If you would like a copy of those, they are in the back uh, for you to view uh, just by the offering plates and bulletins. So if you would like a copy of our um, bylaws, feel free to uh, grab one of those. Well, good morning, John. So good to see you. Wow, praise God, yeah. John has been uh, in recovery. We miss him up here. We miss him up here on the guitar, but um, it's great to see you, friend. So good to see you. Good morning, Stevie and Richard as well. We have our Valentine's brunch, I believe. Arlene, would you like, you want to give a shout out to the Valentine's brunch? Yes. All right. I will be taking sign-ups again after church. We're going to come together and have a wonderful breakfast made by hands that are blessed, Ed and Peggy and Andrea. And we want you to bring a friend. Bring a friend to church that Amen. day and tell them to come to the brunch and so they can, we can love on them. Um, and we uh, hope you will all come. We will take a love offering, but that is absolutely voluntary. Don't let that stop you. It just helps us a little bit cut, defray some of the expenses. But we want you all there and your friends and your family. Just drag them on to church, all right? There. Thank you, Arlene. You... I've never had to be dragged to a brunch. Never been dragged <laughs> to a brunch. I always, it's like, hey, brunch, I am there, I'll tell you that. We are entering into the season of Lent, believe it or not. Um, Ash Wednesday is on February 14th. So for those of you planning, for those of you thinking about what you're going to do on Valentine's Day, uh, Ash Wednesday is on February 14th at 7 p.m. So we want to invite you to come out here at Grace and be a part of our whole Lenten journey. It is just an important time of reflection and looking deep within our own souls as we begin to celebrate the risen Lord on Easter Sunday. There's a whole journey before that, right? So come and take part in that Lenten journey with us starting on February 14th. Well, let's continue to worship the Lord.
Let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you are able and join me now on our responsive call to worship. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Praise the Lord. Your work is full of honor and majesty, and your righteousness endures forever. The works of your hands are faithful and just. All your precepts are trustworthy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have good understanding. Let us worship God. Please pray with me now. Great God of the universe, whose wisdom pervades all creation, we gather before you to give you all praise and honor. Wonderful and majestic are your works. Righteousness of seen in all that you do. You make a covenant and call us as heirs of its promise. You establish your law, showing all people that you are to be trusted. In company with the redeemed of all ages, we lift our voices to acclaim your worth. Amen. Now let's join the praise team as we sing Jesus Saves. So this is a new song for some of you. It's by Jeremy Camp, Jesus Saves. If you're going to hear a part where you say raise a shout, and when we do that, we're going to go raise a shout, and we do woo. So let's practice that. Raise a shout. Woo. Okay, good. We're going to sing it through. If you know it, sing along. If not, we're going to sing the first verse through twice so you get it, okay?
have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Confident in God's grace, let us confess our sin before God and one another. God of mercy, show compassion as we make our confession. You command us to tell of your mighty deeds, yet we remain silent. You call us to act faithfully, yet we are slow to respond. We claim to be wise, but we know not your law. Our allegiance is divided, for we worship false gods. Help us to obey Christ, to whom we owe our existence, and to love our neighbors, whom we are commanded to serve. Now let's have a moment of silent prayer. The assurance of God's grace is declared in the name of Jesus Christ. We accept God's forgiveness, confident that in dying to sin, Christ raises us to new life. Believe the good news of the gospel in Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. As God's forgiven people, let us turn to our neighbor and greet them with the love and peace of Christ by saying, may the peace of Christ be with you. May the peace of Christ be with each and every one of you.
stay up here kids it's time for the children's message thank you miss diane before we dismiss our children to sunday school we have a brief children's message i believe we have um stephanie up here hey steph Hi. long time no see <laughs> good morning guys Today, we are talking about how Jesus is all power and authority. So, do we follow directions from authority? What about if the cop, what if a cop tells you to do something? Do you follow his authority? Yes. A police officer? Yes. What about a teacher? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about your parents? Yes. yes. Uh, sometimes, right? Yeah. It depends. Okay, so what is this? A remote control, right? What does this do? It controls the TV. Okay, so I am going to act like you guys are all the TVs, and I'm going to control you. 
Okay? Are we ready? Let's see how this goes. Okay, so, boop, stand up. Okay. Boop, jump. Boop, spin around. Oh. You, you got it, just take your time. Okay. Boop, make some noise. Okay, boop, be quiet. And boop, sit down. <laughs> wow, great job following directions, you guys. If only us as parents could have really have one of these, huh? <laughs> okay, so our lesson today, Jesus shows his amazing control of everything. Like a remote that can control you guys, or a TV, or a remote that can control a lot of things at one time. Jesus controlled us, right? But sometimes, have you ever had a TV that maybe didn't want to turn on or a remote that wasn't working right? It was just being a little bit silly. Or maybe for Jesus, it was like an example of a difficult person, right? Jesus was trying to tell somebody what to do or our parents telling us what to do and we're not listening. Well, if we don't listen, like the person that we're going to learn about in our lesson today, then Jesus might come at us and tell us like what he told the person. And Jesus came and said, be quiet. And everybody went, whoa. This guy has all of the authority and all of the power, right? Even the person who wasn't paying attention. So everybody and even this person was amazed by God's control, by Jesus' control. So that's what we're going to learn about today in Sunday school, right? About Jesus' control to make sure that our life is great and how he has control over everything, even if it's a difficult person or a TV that doesn't want to turn on. So can you guys bow your heads and pray with me? Okay, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for bringing these children here today. Please just take control of our lives, take control of these children's lives, because we know that you want the best for all of us. And in taking control, you can guide us and show us the right path to do your will. In your name we pray, amen. All right, kids, have fun at Sunday school. Thank you, Miss Stephanie. Hi, Susan. Head on to the back, kids. Keep on going. <laughs> Our first scripture lesson today is from Psalm 111. Hear now the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. Full of honor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. He has gained renown by his wonderful deeds, the Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the heritage of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with the faithfulness and uprightness. 
He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. The word of the Lord. Please stand together as we sing, How Great Thou Art. You may be seated. If you would, pull out the 
Bible you brought with you. You can use a pew Bible if you'd like, or you can fire up your mobile phone app and turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. Hear now the word of the Lord. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Just then, there, just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying with a loud voice came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The word of the Lord. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me now. Heavenly Father, it is so good to be together. Whatever our week has held, whatever maybe uh, just isn't feeling that great in our lives, Lord, we ask you to replace that with the goodness we feel now. Help us to hear your word proclaimed today in a way that we didn't expect. Pull something new, reveal something new from our scripture lesson for us today, Lord. And let us leave here feeling good. Let us leave here celebrating all that is good in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you... Ever look inside your bulletin, you have one of these. Uh, there's sermon notes. You can follow along with the sermon if you'd like. I even have one filled out if you ever have a blank space that needs to be filling in. Uh, just ask me after the service. I'll be happy to, happy to help you out there. Our scripture lesson starts today when Jesus calls his disciples. The disciples are fishing along the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus calls them to follow him. And then immediately after, we pick up. And Mark 1, 21, where do they head? They head to the seaside town of Capernaum. It is here that Jesus and his disciples enter into the synagogue on the Sabbath, and they start to teach. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus' ministry begins here with this episode of healing, and it establishes Jesus' authority as a teacher who is of God. In the Old Testament, there was this specific test used to decide if a prophet was indeed a true prophet. In Deuteronomy 18.22, it says this, if a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, but then nothing takes place, then we don't know if they're a true prophet. But if it's proven true, then we know that word is of the Lord. So if the person speaks and nothing happens, well, they're not a prophet. But if they speak and something happens, then it must be of God. 
A true prophet not only speaks the name of the Lord, but a true prophet sees results. This opening healing account then in Mark shows those at the synagogue that Jesus is indeed a true prophet, that he is trustworthy, and that when Jesus speaks, God's will is done. The scribes have focused on tradition for generation, but this all changes when Jesus enters into the synagogue. Jesus understands their tradition, but chooses to teach with a newfound freedom. This freedom removes God from the box the scribes have put him in, and it allows to free God into our world. It becomes clear as our scripture lesson unfolds that Jesus' teaching is like nothing they've ever seen. Jesus has the power over unclean spirits, and he has an authority that no one's ever witnessed. This lets everyone know that Jesus is going to bring about real change in the world. So today I want to focus on three truths then from our text. The first truth is this. Jesus' authority is from God. Jesus' authority is from God. The text tells us Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit came out. The sealing event reminds us that Jesus' authority is from God. Jesus calls out to the unclean spirit, and the unclean spirit responds by leaving the man. Jesus doesn't just claim to be a prophet. Jesus is bringing about real life change. The second truth is that Jesus is powerful. Jesus is all-powerful. They were amazed and kept on asking, what is this? A new teaching with authority? The fact that Jesus has power over the unclean spirit reminds us that Jesus is all-powerful. This teacher has all authority and all power. The demon inside this man knew that Jesus had come to end evil. The demons of this world might make plenty of noise, but guess what? They don't have power over you. This is profound, isn't it? This is profound in our life today, that there might be plenty of noise around us, that these things that are evil might pop up left and right, but those things do not have power over you. No one, nothing has power over you when you're living with Jesus, when you're giving all authority to God. We, we might get anxious. We might start to panic. The noise might even get loud. But we realize that God is in control. The third truth is that Jesus invites people into a loving relationship with God. So Jesus invites people into a loving relationship with God. It says he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread. Jesus uses his authority to heal and to bless others. His power brought people into a loving relationship with him. Jesus' display of power, this power encounter, brings people into a greater relationship with God, for he is the famous one. 
Theologian N.T. Wright says this, when the church learns again how to speak and act with the same authority, with this authority, the saving power of God will be unleashed once more. Friends, when we speak and act as Jesus, we'll unleash the saving power of God. When we speak and act as Jesus, we'll start to bring about the kingdom of God here and now. When we speak and act as Jesus, his fame will spread throughout the earth. So then how can we do it? How can we begin to start to speak and act like Jesus? The first thing we have to realize is that we have the authority to bless others in Jesus' name. Let me say that again. We have the authority to bless others in Jesus' name. To start. We can start by calling out the demons in our own lives and the lives of others. The doubt, the despair, the loneliness. Imagine if we replaced all these things with the loving security that we find in Jesus. How good would that be? No more doubt, no more despair, no more loneliness. Aren't those the things that control us? What would happen if we began to speak truths into the lives of others? Blessing them, blessing others, encouraging them, being an encouragement. Who likes encouragement? We love it. Who's ever said, no, I don't want that blessing? We haven't. Imagine then if we lived that out, if we blessed others, if we encouraged others, if we prayed for healing in the lives of others, if we prayed for healing from whatever is holding us down. We don't want it, right? Get on out of us. We don't need that in our lives. What we need is Jesus in our lives. Do you think our church would start to look different if we blessed and encouraged others? Absolutely. Do you think our city would start to change? Yes. Would our world look different? You bet it would. Who needs a little bit more encouragement this week? Who in our neighborhood needs a little bit more encouragement this week? Who in our family could use a blessing? Who needs prayer in our lives? Who needs healing? Imagine if we started to bring about these things. We have the power to invite people into a relationship with Jesus. We have the power to invite people into relationship with Jesus. I, I hear it all the time. Who am I to share in that power and authority? Who am I to share about what Jesus is doing in this world? By what authority? Under what power? But friends, I want you to know that you have all authority and all power to invite people into a loving relationship with Jesus. You have been given that in Jesus' name. Jesus shows you the way. Jesus gives you the formula. Jesus constantly speaks truth into others' lives. And now it's our turn. Speak truth into someone's life. Be the change they need. Invite Jesus into that situation. 
I mean, how often do we go all through the problem-solving process, but we leave out Jesus? We get to the end and we say, well, we never prayed about that one. We never invited Jesus into that one. Imagine if you just started by inviting Jesus into the conversation. When we live this out, everyone will acknowledge Jesus of Nazareth, holy one of God. So when we act this way, when we live this way, when we live with this power and authority, everyone will acknowledge Jesus, holy one of God. The pivotal point for me in this story wasn't when Jesus became famous. It's pretty great, and I think there's a praise song about it, like you are the famous one. It's a climactic ending when Jesus' name is known throughout the land within 20 verses of the opening of Mark. But for me, the highlight of that story or the pivot point for that story was when the unclean spirit acknowledged that Jesus was Lord. When the unclean spirit acknowledged that Jesus was the Holy One of God. Friends, even the darkest of places will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Even the darkest of places will be filled with light when you live your life with that authority and that power that you've been given in Jesus' name. When we acknowledge that, when we acknowledge that Jesus' authority is from God, that Jesus is all-powerful, that all power and authority rest in Jesus, we will continue to exalt Jesus' name and to invite others into that loving relationship. It's hard for darkness to exist when even those dark places see Jesus. But I, I'm not sure what things or what people you have allowed to get a grip on your life. I, I'm not sure what issues you're facing. I'm not sure what you've handed control over to. But friends, when we choose to put our trust in the power and authority that come from Jesus, we choose to break the hold that those things have on us. And the world will take notice. Amen. We are so blessed here at Grace, aren't we? You can say amen to that. Amen. amen. Yeah. I, I love being on campus here during the week at church, seeing people uh, 
pull up with carloads of uh, deliveries for the food pantry. Our food rescue um, program is just incredible. And seeing the amount of time people put in to make sure that others have food to eat is such a blessing. Seeing the ministry that takes place through our Spanish-speaking Bible study. Um, I got a picture from Maria. There were 17 people in Bible study this past week. Just hearing about Jesus' love. Hearing how Jesus loves them. And that is so important. That you can come and not just get a meal. You can come and not just take part in food distribution. But then you're invited into a loving relationship with Jesus. You're invited into a community that supports you, encourages you, spends time with you. I know for each and every one of you, uh, being at Grace isn't just about giving money. Being at Grace isn't just about participating financially, but being at Grace is about participating with your whole self and putting yourself into the ministries of the church. And it is so encouraging to see. I love our Sunday school teachers. I love those who teach Bible studies here at Grace. I love everyone who just comes on campus and shares and what God is doing. But that just reminds us of how good God is, not just on Sunday morning, or what God's up to, not just here in worship, but what God is doing all week long. It is out of that goodness that we give. It is in great response to all that God is doing here, to all that God is doing in our lives that we share abundantly. So we invite you to leave your tithes and offerings in the back as you leave. For those online, you can just hit that Donate Now button. And I'd love to invite you now to pray with me as we dedicate those tithes and offerings. Let us pray. Most merciful and gracious God, the good that we do, we owe to your righteousness. Whatever honor we receive is due to your redeeming love in Christ Jesus. All that we have is a gift of your grace. You call us, you name us, you watch over us with care. We bring down our gifts in response to your goodness. Use them and use us to further your kingdom here on earth. Through Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Praise God. When I look out across the sanctuary, uh, I recognize that so many of us are here because of the healing prayers of those in our church community, of the loved ones who support us, of those who lift us up in prayer each day. God is so good. We continue to pray for the day where uh, Pastor Phil can join us again in the sanctuary. Uh, we're praying for you, Kim. Uh, we're continuing to pray for healing in each one of your lives where it's needed. We're continuing to pray for those, not just on the prayer chain list, but to pray for those needs that have been unspoken, but we know that exist. God hears our prayers. So hear now our prayers. Holy One, whose righteousness endures forever, we give you thanks for the prophets who faithfully spoke your word. We give you thanks for Jesus Christ, who obediently performed acts of mercy on the behalf of those who suffer. We give you thanks for the Apostle Paul, who taught what it means to take into account the needs of others through Christ, who intercedes when our words are not adequate. Hear our prayer as we speak on behalf of those who concern us. We pray for those who are in, who are in captivity of false gods. Give them a sense of your majesty that cannot be limited, your wonder that spans the universe, and your goodness that cares for them even in their greatest time of need. Let them find no satisfaction in their closets full of goods that wear out. Lead them to your word that endures through the ages, even Jesus Christ, who makes known your merciful deeds. We pray for those whom the world calls wise. Give them a sense of humility and grant them a perspective to accompany their vision. May they not mistake power for justice or order for well-being. When they are called upon to make decisions, hold them particularly close to you and make them instruments of your peace. Give to the weak a sense of your blessing and help us support them in their search for life's meaning. Let us see them as partners in this venture of faithfulness and together help us grow closer to righteousness in Jesus Christ, whose love endures forever. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is a kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand now and join me in singing our closing hymn, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name.
I just got a text message that said, Pastor Phil's coming home tomorrow. So, so yeah, praise God. Answered prayers. Amen. I want to invite you to remain standing through our charge and benediction. And then I want to invite you to head out to the patio for fellowship after worship. Grab a cup of coffee, some refreshments, and spend time together as God's family. Speak truth into someone's life this week. Be the change they need. Invite Jesus into the situation with a newfound freedom in his power and authority. Go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert for God is near. Pray for peace for all God's people. And may God clothe you in light. May Christ Jesus teach you his ways. And go now in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. Thank you.